You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 40. Henry Cavill out, plus Reboot News. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Watchers and welcome to episode 40 of the Geek Watch podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess Mandy Petrie. Hello Brian. So, a lot to talk about today. A couple uh, things going on. Yeah, some mm. stuff really developed today actually that I wanted to talk to you about. It's the deal that's going on now with Warner Brothers and Henry Cavill and his future as Superman in the DC Extended Universe. Yeah, several things just popped up. Kind of contrary, contradictory things going on a bit here. Like we hear one thing here, one thing here. You see a picture of Michael B. Jordan up and all these different right about exactly so... I guess we're kind of so, news-wise in limbo right now. Yeah, so basically this all started out with the news that Warner Brothers wanted Henry Cavill to do a Superman cameo in Shazam. Mm. And mm-hmm. his agent and Warner Brothers talked it over and they weren't able to arrange it. Specifically, they said because Henry Cavill's going to be starring in a new Netflix series, The Witcher, based off of the video game. And they just couldn't work out the logistics. Mm-hmm. Although, some people have been saying that there wasn't as much of a conflict between the two as the agent was attempting to make it sound. And so, it was more like, well, Henry Cavill doesn't really want to do it. And he was just kind of making excuses, using the Netflix series as a reason to mm-hmm. bow out of the cameo. Mm-hmm. And that that was what started this whole snowball effect of Henry Cavill's leaving Warner Brothers. He's not going to be doing Superman anymore. And so there have been all of these articles have been popping up all over mm-hmm. the place about Henry Cavill's leaving. And that they're considering Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that and... Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. what, that, that they're not planning on doing a new Superman movie for a bunch of years anyway. And so... Mm-hmm. Between that and and the issues that have been with the movies that Henry Cavill decided he doesn't want to do it anymore and that he's bowing out. Because of all of that, of course, the press has been buzzing. They're, everybody's been saying, is this the end of the DC Cinematic Universe? Well, of course extended not. <laughs> yeah, I, well, everybody has been speculating about what this is going to mean. Well, you know, for me, Brian, I look at it every time we get a new anything. I look at it just like, oh, we got a new James Bond. It's just the next chapter. You know, right. we said goodbye to Pierce Brosnan. We said goodbye to Sean Connery. And it's just the next chapter. Just like with the doctor. Oh, time for a new doctor. And that's just the next chapter. So if we lose this Superman, we're going to get a new Superman. I liked Cavall. He was, I liked him. But I guess we're all going to have like, well, that's my Superman or my Batman or my doctor. We're just going to have our favorites, probably the ones we grew up with or the first one we remember. We're always going to have our favorites. So having another Superman, it's not going to be for Superman fans who are hardcore Superman fans. They'll just accept eventually uh, and just move on. As far as Henry Cavill's concerned, I wasn't a big fan of his portrayal of Superman. I think that has a lot more to do with the scripts he was given. It had nothing to do with him as an actor. 
I think if they had given him something better to work with, he would mm-hmm. have been absolutely fine. He would have been, I think, a good Superman. I, I mean, I love Brandon Roth. <laughs> I just, I loved his look. I loved his, his suit. But again, so many disappointments in the script and the story right. in general may have hurt his future as Superman. Yeah. But, Although, uh, of course, now he's on the CW. Which I uh, haven't watched. But, right. Uh, as the Adam, and he's just, he's just killing it. Mm-hmm. Of course, they started talking about all these issues. They're talking about Ben Affleck getting out as Batman. He really only had one obligation left with Warner Brothers, which was to do a cameo as Batman in the new Suicide Squad movie. But now that's on hold indefinitely because Will Smith has bowed out of it. He is shooting the sequel to the Netflix movie Bright. that he did, Bright. Yes. So he's mm-hmm. apparently not interested in coming back to Suicide Squad. You have those issues, but on the other hand, you've got Wonder Woman coming out. You've got Aquaman coming out at the end of the year. Right. You've got Shazam. And so, like we talked about before, a lot of people are speculating as to whether or not this is going to be the end of the you know, the DC Cinematic Universe. Maybe it is to this version of it, but I can see them doing a soft reboot. Because I don't think it would be a good idea to recast Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot is knocking that out of the park. And I know some people have been saying that what they might wind up doing with Superman is they might, as a character, they may chill that character for a while, but they bring Supergirl in. Mm-hmm. And let her be the Kryptonian in the mm-hmm. Justice League for a while. And I got no problem with that. Yeah, and uh, she's got, I know she's on CW, right? Yeah, she's a, yes. she's a I haven't watched that show either, but I do know that it does very well and has over five or six seasons now. So Right. And what I didn't expect of the show, and I, I'm not watching it right now either, but what I didn't expect was they would bring Superman into Supergirl. So there's an actor who's playing Superman. He's really good, actually. Hmm, okay. So Superman has played a pretty decent role in the Supergirl series. CW, they like to do these big crossovers. The crossover that they're going to be able to bring Batwoman in, Superman's going to be in all these crossovers. Mm-hmm. So to me, I don't see that this is really the end of anything for Warner Brothers. No. It's just giving them an opportunity to do a reboot, which mm-hmm. they need to do. But I really hope that Warner Brothers looks at themselves the way that Warner Brothers has handled th- these series of movies is the big reason why they've had the problems that they've had. And we're not going to keep beating up on Warner Brothers. I mean, like we tend to do. Like we, well, we tend to do. When they screw up, they're just going to have to accept that they need to re- reevaluate. They, they have to reevaluate mm-hmm. exactly what they need to do with this series of movies. Because I've seen a lot of missteps along the way. And I think that maybe if we clean house a little bit and they go at this with some fresh eyes and get some really good talented directors. I mean, they did, you know, with Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins, they hit a home run. I think with James Wan taking on Aquaman, I think that there's a lot of good things that could happen there also. I've got, Mm -hmm. like I said, I have a lot of faith in this movie just because of the cachet that James Wan has as a director. I think that maybe they take a step back and kind of reevaluate things. I think that they can right the ship here and maybe with a soft reboot, they can get things going the way they could be going, definitely. Right. So I did want to spend some time today talking about some reboot news. Uh, Usually reboots bring a groan to everybody. It's like, oh, here we go again. Reboots or remakes? Reboots, remakes. Sequels. 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 You know, Mm -hmm. that that sort of thing. Most people kind of hate those things because... Unless The Rock is involved and <laughs> well you know it's funny you mentioned that because there was one issue that somebody had with uh, the rock and a movie that he's getting ready to well they were saying is this a reboot is this a remake it's a sequel but it's a sequel mm-hmm. yes 
the uh, Big Trouble in Little China sequel. Mm-hmm. And some people had some issues with that because they're like, why are you going to reboot this and you're going to make The Rock Jack Burton? That's what people were worried <laughs> about. And I mean, nothing against The Rock. He's a great actor. But some people just said, well, you know, Jack Burton is Jack Burton. Yes. And, it's, and I think The Rock accepts that, too. It's like, I'm not going to be Jack Burton. No. I'm going to be my own. But some people, they just they have this image of what they mm-hmm. liked in the old series. They have this nostalgia for it. And sometimes that's very difficult to let go. Especially in cult classics. Mm-hmm. Movies that have a cult following, like Big Trouble in Little China. The culture gets very defensive oh, well, of I'll, it. I'll give you a good example. When Fox Television did the remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah, uh, yes. Which I enjoyed and I was and so fine I. with. You oh, know? Yeah, and I, I, th- I think it was a, a great interpretation. And my thing, when it comes to remakes... That's the way I want to see it. I don't want to see someone doing an impression of Tim Curry. I want to see someone taking their own take on it. And I think Laverne Cox did fantastic with that. You know, if I want to see someone doing an impression, I will go to the shadow cast at midnight. You know, I'm happy with that and have just as much fun with that. And this was more the theatrical, more the live musical, the Rocky Horror Show. Mm-hmm. than the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And so seeing that, which again, I was okay with, but as you said, the, the culture, they get very defensive of it. Yeah. They don't want people, you know, this is ours, don't mess with it. Right, and that really played on this week because Netflix and DreamWorks is getting ready to do basically a reboot, a reimagining of She-Ra oh, from, the, okay. from the old He-Man series. Huh. So Now, I was a little late to the game. Uh, I didn't grow up with She-Ra. I remember her. I think I had a leftover Barbie from my sisters of She-Ra, but I know that she's the sister to He-Man. She was He-Man's twin sister, or Prince Adam's twin sister, Mm -hmm. who was kidnapped by a villain by the name of Hordak and taken to another planet named Etheria. And she was raised by Hordak, and so she was one of Hordak's generals. But Prince Adam winds up going through a portal to Etheria, finds Aurora, his sister, Hmm. and shows her... First of all, how terrible things are in, in, in Theria, because unlike in Eternia, where King Randall rules and Skeletor is this villain that is trying to take over, in Etheria, Hordak has taken over everything. He rules that planet. Mm. But there's this group of rebels that are fighting against Hordak. Wow. And so Aurora, through Prince Adam, is able to learn what life on Etheria actually is, and then she also finds out her destiny. And so Netflix and DreamWorks, they're doing a reimagining of She-Ra. There were some pictures that were released of She-Ra in her costume, and some old fanboys had some problems with it. It's a very blunt drawing, right? It's not very detailed. It's almost an anime it was well, uh, definitely modern a, anime style. It's definitely an anime style. Mm-hmm. Um, She-Ra in the new series, she has what kind of looks like biker shorts under her short dress, mm-hmm. and the costume goes up like a mandarin collar to her neck, mm-hmm. uh, and she's much younger, maybe the age of a preteen. Okay. Where She-Ra in the, the original series was a woman, and her uniform is a little different. Less practical is what we're saying here. Less uh, armor, more bikini male. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, and, yeah, let's look at it as utilitarian. What is better when you're fighting? Yeah. <laughs> and so some people, I'm not going to say this even the majority of, of people who saw the original She-Ra, but of course, as we know, the stupid has volume. 
And so the dumber you are, sometimes the louder you become, mm-hmm. especially on, on social media. And some people have been posting. They didn't like the artwork. They didn't like the concept of the new She-Ra because she's not sexy enough. And sexy was the word that they used. Hmm. Still having to remind the fanboys, I don't even know, that this is a cartoon for children. And I think what sometimes as fans and geeks we forget is that sometimes fandom shouldn't be about us. It shouldn't be about us recapturing our youth. Mm -hmm. What it should be about, I think, is allowing young geeks to have something. Mm-hmm. It was just like the same thing with the Spider-Man Homecoming. One of the things that I've been saying forever was I hope that if Marvel ever did Spider-Man, that they would make Spider-Man 15. Like He started out in the comics because that gives younger fans somebody that they can identify with. Mm-hmm. And I, have, of course, have no problem with She-Ra being younger because... I want to have things out there for younger geeks that they can mm-hmm. enjoy. Kind of like all the fanboys buying up all the toys. So now we have millions and millions of toys sitting behind glass, still in their <laughs> packages, and lots of kids who aren't getting to play with Boba Fett. Or Yeah, there was a time when we were young fans and young geeks that we didn't keep the toys in the boxes. We took them out and we played with them. Mm-hmm. Elliot in E.T., and he's like, this is Boba Fett, and this is, and he's fighting, and he's showing E.T. how you fight with him. And, right. you know, it's like, this, this is what aliens need to know from humans. Instead, we get adult us, and uh, this is yeah. why aliens won't talk to us. Yeah, well, <laughs> that may very well be true. Certainly, as we've gotten older, we've decided that we want to keep our childhood under glass. And where we need to allow the younger fans to be able to play. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. One other remake that I saw an article on that really got me excited at being the horror geek that I am is there's talk of rebooting the Candyman series. Oh, yeah. Clive Barker. Clive Barker's yes. Candyman. Yeah, based off of the short story. And, of course, I remember the original Candyman, Tony Todd, and it was a very interesting charged type of a character. Now, what really got me excited about this reboot Although most of the time I tend not to be very excited about reboots at all, especially if I like the originals. But it was the name that was attached as an executive producer. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge, huge Jordan Peele fanboy. Mm-hmm. With all the stuff that he's doing in Hollywood now, I love this guy. He's mm-hmm. bringing out so much good stuff. If you just look at him executive producing Black Klansman or Get Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his Emmys. I think his Oscars, did he get an Oscar yet? Or it's on its way. Yeah, well, he got the Oscar for writing the screenplay. Okay. So Excellent. Before we go, I did want to mention that I'm not exactly sure what our recording is going to look like next week. We may want to try to hit something early so we can get something out. But next weekend, the 21st of September, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday Mm -hmm. of not this coming week, but next week. We're going to be at ShakaCon in Charleston, Oh, I'm sorry. I I thought we were getting ready to talk about Mothman. (laughs) Mothman is this weekend coming up okay oh, are you going to yes. be at, are you going to be i'm supposed to be i'm not sure just now but i'm supposed to be okay, okay. and then next weekend shaka con mm-hmm. and i'll be there i'll be the sidekick but mandy <laughs> will be there uh, selling artwork mm-hmm. and also while i'm thinking about it we'll go ahead and announce in october i will be at imaginarium october 2nd 3rd and 4th mm. i'll be doing some panels i'll be moderating some panels as well a lot of 
things on writing. We'll be talking podcasting, and so and that'll be in Louisville, Kentucky. As we get closer to the date, I'll bring it up again. So remind you. And if you guys are on our Facebook page, you'll notice that I've gotten some Geek Watch bookmarks, uh, which will be given away. So if you want something cool to put in your copy of Dune while you're reading it, we'll hook you up. And so, with that said, we've come to the end of another podcast. Thank you for listening, and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch Podcast. From Mandy Patry, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging J production. <laughs> <laughs>